Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. We won't say anything. It's okay. Oh, man. Welcome, everybody. This is Oilers Now. The sensitized New Age Oilers now. Not really. Well, some days, yes. Uh, we were talking about uh, the fact that uh, the only group that you can uh, pick on today are, are, are fat white guys. And uh, Tiny Ted has said, no, Bob, you're wrong. It's always in vogue to make fun of short guys. From Tiny Ted. Well, Tiny, uh, it, it's it's good that you're comfortable uh, by going with the moniker Tiny Ted. This is the second hour of Oilers Now. It's brought to you by Digitex. PCs, copiers, supplies, printers, laptops, IT plotters, software. Now Digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plan, saving your company money. All your devices managed at digitex.ca. In this hour, two guys that tell you like it is. Uh, Al May coming up at uh, 1 o'clock. Brent Sutter, the head coach of the uh, Red Deer Rebels here. Uh, Edmonton Oil Kings down there tonight to play him. At uh, one thirty-five. In fact, we're going to head straight off to River Creek Resort Casino Hotline, and we are pleased to be joined from Pittsburgh, where tonight uh, the last two Stanley Cup champions have a huge encounter. Al May, longtime Washington Capitals broadcast and good Alberta boy, joining us on Oilers now. How you doing, Al? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Bob. Yeah. Uh, all right. Look, we got some serious stuff to get to. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, I know we we often comment on the way life is today and that sort of thing. I've never, I've asked, when I was the SID at the University of Alberta uh, during the University Cups, you know, they'd always want uh, our players, TSN used to broadcast the games back then, and they, they'd want our players uh, being live mic And I got to tell you, our, our, a lot of our players just flat out said no. They didn't want to do it. They didn't like doing it. During the place, during uh, your career, how many times did you uh, did you get live mic back? And we're, we're talking in the 1990s, so this is a little bit different time when you played, and you had a very specified role. Uh, how many times did you wear the mic? Two times, and I absolutely hated it because you know it, it just it was noticeable that what you were wearing it, it was kind of heavy, it was awkward, and the other side of it, you were just I don't know, you just kind of weren't yourself, regardless of not really what you said, but. You just weren't yourself because it was the distraction. Okay, so not that you. Lo- I want you to take a trip down memory lane or look into the past, but obviously today you can't say what you could say back when you played, right? Absolutely, you can't. You were really the things that were said back then. There's you, there is you stuff that cr- it crossed the line. Today is offensive. Every absolute thing you say is offensive today. You call someone old, that's offensive. You call someone short, that's offensive. So it's, uh, I, 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 now with, you know, lip readers, all, we got all these professional lip readers. I remember a player at a penalty box a few years ago. He didn't get suspended, but they were trying to insinuate something. I, I think, you know, we all have to be different people, better people. The world's evolving. But at the same time, people are getting accused of so many things. And, and it's it just unbelievable what we're having to deal with. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, the fact that the Maple Leafs today had to do a, a presser with Kyle Dubas and Morgan Riley to explain, and the league had to send out a memo 
that no, it was, you know, there's countless mics available in terms of ambient mics in the building, and it's different players saying different things at different times, and it sounded, it, it, is, it, it is a little bit, and, and you'd be working that, like, I, I do radio, and we have, you know, we want live sound, and my, my broadcast partner, Jack Michaels, loves effects. He That's his thing. He loves the effects because he's got the power and the harness and the voice that, you know, it works perfectly with lots of effects. So we have hot mics, and we have, Al, I'll tell you right now, there's at least eight times a year where we have an audible F-bomb that goes to the air during our broadcast. And, you know, it it's there, and That's but that's part of real sound of the game, like, Guys don't sit there and say, aw, shucks, do they? No, they don't. That's the, that's the real sounds of life as well. So it, it's amazing, you know, the, 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 the hypocrisy that players are held accountable to with what they're yelling at each other on the ice or when they yell, when they're just frustrated by themselves. People do do that. Uh, it, it's... You know, I know. I remember my father had a satellite when we were growing up, way before these little tiny ones. We had like the 24-foot satellite in our backyard, and we used to get the live raw feed of every single sporting event there was in North America. And you would get a full-on commercial break broadcast or full-on <laughs> on the ice. You could hear everything. And, you know, it, it was just one of those things. I, I was kind of fascinated by it. But, you know, all of those guys that were using the – you know, all the things they were saying back then, they'd all be banned basically from walking around the streets anymore. So it's uh, it's it's crazy. Everyone wants reality TV and the live look-ins and all that, but that's the price you pay. All right, so I'm going to throw this out to the texters. Does it go to – and don't get me wrong. There's no – you shouldn't be making homophobic slurs on this. We get that. But is – you know – some of us getting a little bit too far. What do you think? Give us a text at 630, 630. Al, you're sort of our barometer for us because I think you get frustrated and exasperated. I mean, you're the heat. Uh, you're the heat of that battle with Pittsburgh and Washington. That's the best rivalry in the NHL, and there's been some nasty stuff in that rivalry over the last several years. Well, absolutely. It reminds me as a kid and actually as a pro player being involved in the Edmonton and Calgary games. That was the best rivalry, the Montreal-Boston uh, well, basically Philadelphia against everyone, but nowadays it's the superstar rivalry of the Caps and the Penguins, and the star power in this with Ovechkin and Backstrom and Kuznetsov against Crosby, Malk, and Kessel is unbelievable. John Carlson on one side, Latang won't be in there tonight, the goaltenders, but these games have all been one goal this year, but they're both teams bring out their best. There's a lot of emotion. There's extracurricular all the time. There's not the fighting that it used to be like when I played. It used to be full five-on-five five every single game. But they play harder. They hit harder. They skate faster in these games. And they're always entertaining. And even if there's a blowout, it's a pretty entertaining blowout. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you, has the Ovechkin and Malkin, because everybody focuses on Ovechkin and Crosby, but and I know it's cool a bit because you know they represented Russia together and stuff. But there's still a little bit between those two guys, isn't there? Maybe not as much as there used to be. Well, on the ice, they do they do go out of their way to look for the big hit against each other, and they're all and they're always trying. And I, I'm pretty sure that they are friends when it comes off the ice. Yes. But they do it the right way. They do it the old fashioned way. You could you could skate with your buddy all summer long. You could have played junior with them. American. You got to the NHL. It was war when you played. And Malkin and Ovechkin go after each other in these games. And they're getting smarter about how they do it. 
but they both put their best foot forward in these games. In 43 games played, Malkin has 61 points against the Capitals. Ovechkin in 55 games has 35 goals and 58 points. But they bring their best in this, and it's physical, it's fast. They want to be the guy that scores the game-winning goal. Crosby ultimately is the, you know, the best player in this series point-wise. He's got 68 and 48 games. And they just, I'm telling you, all of these top-tier guys in this battle, they show up and bring their best. Nick Backstrom, very good, clean, defensive hockey player, incredible playmaker. And he's hacking and whacking after the whistles. He's pushing and shoving. He's using language that... He wouldn't be approved of an elementary school, but it is, it's, they don't like each other, and it's kind of awesome. Carl Hagelin's going to get his first look as a red, white, and blue guy tonight yeah. looking at the, the black and gold. And, you know, one of the fun, funniest things he said today is they asked, what's the biggest thing about uh, you've learned about the Capitals? He goes, that they're actually really good guys. You know, because they, they just kind of hate each other off the ice. They're not like the old school days. If we saw someone in a bar, we'd, we'd send them down a beer. We wouldn't drink with them. These guys wouldn't do that. They wouldn't send each other a beer. So it, it's a lot different in today's uh, day and age of how the game is played. But there's a lot of hate in this rivalry. And, and both teams, as I said, they continue to bring their best. And they're the most entertaining games every single time they play. Yeah, I know what I'm watching at, f- at 5 o'clock Edmonton time today. We're joined by Al May, uh, Washington Capitals analyst. Al, uh, when I originally posted a list of potential uh, general managers out there uh, from organizations outside of Edmonton, and that was my initial list, uh, you reached out to me and said, you know, Bob, there's a guy out there uh, with the Washington Capitals that's been critical to their success, and his name is... Ross Mahoney, and he has because the Capitals did a pretty interesting thing. First of all, maybe you could educate our listeners. Al, how exactly did Brian McClellan get the job there? Because I, the way I, I originally thought I heard it was Ted Leonsis after he fired George McPhee was going to go outside the organization, and then Brian McClellan basically reined him back in and and laid it laid it on the line quite passionately about what they had built there. So maybe if you could shed some light on that for us. Well, the way that Mac got the job here was. I believe there were 16 or 17 candidates. Uh, we'll say Mac was the 17th. He was part of the process. Of said He was the first guy who said, we have to get these players, as the interim general manager, we have to get these players a real head coach, a guy with experience. Hence, that's where Barry Trotz was hired before a new GM. Well, all these different guys came in, and they basically used what they thought was wrong with the Capitals by what Twitter said. And we know what Twitter is. It's a bunch of garbage. It's a bunch of BS. It's so irrational. Uh, the things that were said about Ovechkin and different players on this team, John Carlson, Braden Holpe. Brian McClellan is the only man that went in that office and said it like it is and said, I go to war with this guy, I go to war with this guy, I go to war with this guy. These are the things we need. We have to address this first and foremost. We have to get two more legitimate defensemen uh, in this organization that are legitimate NHL defensemen. The Caps use 14 defenseman that last season and most of them should have never been able to play in that game in the national hockey league nothing against the kids that got their opportunity i'm happy for them everyone wants to get that game in but at the same time he said we need to have a third centerman and so they went out and he built it systematically but that's how we got the job was he was the only guy out there he wasn't going after ovechkin like a lot of other guys said well i would trade him for this or that there's no way he was the only person that offered something different that this team was so close they needed a veteran coach. They had to add a couple defensemen, and then they identified their weaknesses from there. And he's put, 
you know what? He's he put action to his words. He's a Stanley Cup champ. After four years on the job, he did an incredible, incredible job with this team putting it together. Well, his uh, the head scout for a number of years that got promoted when Brian McClellan got promoted was Ross Mahoney. Tell me about Ross Mahoney. Well, this is a guy that scours the earth for hockey players, and he's done an incredible job. And you know, one of the, another one of the reasons I told you why wouldn't a guy like Ross Mahoney get a look rather than a guy who, you know, who who failed in this organization pretty quick, or, or another guy who, who you know, has got one year on the job in the National Hockey League. This guy's been around the Washington Capitals. I'm sure every Oilers fan would love to have the record of the Capitals in the Ovechkin era compared to what the Edmonton Oilers have done, and it's been. Almost excellence every year. They fell short in the playoffs, but you need everything to go your way in the playoffs. You have to have a great general manager, great coaching, great players, incredible goaltending. It's got to all be in sync. You a need little luck, bit of luck and you need health. And a little bit of luck. And the Caps, you need luck, you need health. And you know what? Ross Mahoney went off the board and made some great draft picks here. And last year when they won the Cup, they used so many draft picks to get there. And Jacob Verana, who was a breakout player in the playoffs, who's been phenomenal all season long. He's on the verge of his 20th goal. He was an off-the-board pick. He was not rated to go in the first round. That was Ross Mahoney, who went with Jake Verana in Philadelphia. A lot of people wanted some other players that were out there. Dylan Larkin was one of the guys that everyone questioned why they didn't take him. I was in the camp of, let's get Dylan Larkin. Uh, but at the same time, Jacob Verana has been phenomenal. He's been incredible this year. And the other draft picks that, that he's had and identified, Andre Burakovsky has been on fire of late. He's had some good seasons. He's had some struggles. Tom Wilson draft, the Philip Forsberg, and unfortunately George McPhee traded him away. But I could only imagine how great the line of Ovechkin, Backstrom, and Philip Forsberg would have been. John Carlson on defense, Carl Alsner, Mike Green, Jeff Schultz, who had some good seasons here, Braden Holpe in the third round. You just go up and down the roster, and this team has been excellent. As I said, the entire Ovechkin era, they've gotten better and better. And you know what? Ross Mahoney was a big part of the build and all of it. Yeah, he is a little bit older than a lot of the other guys that are mentioned out there. And, and I mean, he's been how long has he been with the Caps for? Like almost 20 years now? Yeah, it's it's been up there. I couldn't give you the exact date, but you know the, the old age thing. He's pretty spry, dude. I see him in the gym every time we're in the hotel or we're we're on location anywhere. Yeah. He takes good care of himself, but uh, I don't think age matters because you look at what Jim Rutherford's done with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Been a very bold man. He was an older general manager when he won it with Carolina. Yeah, but. You know, I, I look at the Oilers, though, as much as I love, think the world of Ross Mahoney and what he's done here, I really admire what Keith Gretzky's done so far in the interim role in Edmonton. And he, he didn't get crazy at the deadline. He didn't do anything stupid there. Yep. There's been patience exercise. I think the team's calmed down somewhat on the ice and how they're playing. They don't have all that uncertainty there. So, you know, you, there, there's no way. Uh, I, I think Gretzky's got to definitely be a huge consideration for this job. And I don't, uh, and, it, and not because he's Wayne Gretzky's younger brother, but I, th- I think he's done a stellar job over the course of his career in his draft resume yeah. and, and what he's doing with the Oilers right now and, and patience and, and not selling the farm and giving away players for nothing and doing things that are irrational. Well, it's interesting because there was some criticism out there. Well, he should have traded Chase on and just gotten a fourth. You know, they weren't going to make the playoffs. And now, and look, Edmonton's still a long shot. They're like a 5% statistical chance to make it. Now they're five points out with 13 games left, and they've got the fifth easiest schedule in the league going down the stretch. Like, you know, they, they still could theoretically make the playoffs. And you're a former player. 
you can't just go in the room and gut the team, which is already devoid of depth on the wings already, and move out, you know, Cassian and Chase on two guys that have combined for 30 goals just because you can get a third and fourth round draft pick for down the road. Well, you know, one of the things if you do that with, the, with those two players, uh, you get rid of them. They're guys that have been producing all year long. So where's the reward to the top guys, to McDavid and Drysaddle for having that depth in your teammates? And then you're going to have two big holes in the following season. Yeah. Chase on, what is he at, 19 goals right yeah. now. Every game that I watch, Cashin stands out to me. Uh, he's fully involved every night, he, whether it's penalty killing, uh, intense defense play, tough on the puck, going to the net. Looks like he'd be a great teammate and a guy you'd want to play with. Alex Chase on what he's been able to do. I think this is his what second or third year in a row as a free agent tryout. Right. Yeah, and he and playing for the league minimum, and he gives you his best. The players love him, so I, I think it would be ridiculous just to get rid of players like that. There are other players in the lineup uh, that I would say, I, I would rather see gone before those guys. But you know what? You make so many mistakes at the deadline. Uh, I think you know just holding Pat. You know, let's let's get after it. You know, put it on the shoulders of McDavid and Drysital, and you know they've certainly responded in the way that they're playing. Uh, it's been great last night. Those two guys were phenomenal. But I, I just think that you know why why gut players that have been good for you, and you know now there's a little more certainty in the room. You know, Talbot's gone. You have Koskinen doing an incredible job, and that I've really liked what I've seen out of him. I know there was a lot of backlash when he was signed, especially for what he was signed for originally coming into the season. Yep. But you know what? Don't be irrational. Take your time. Make the right plan. So regardless of who's the general manager, you know you've got to start doing things differently. The draft picks have to start working out the development process in Bakersfield has to start paying dividends at some point and you know you got to build you got to build this franchise from within and you can't put too much pressure or get rid of players too early yeah 20 and 2 by the way last 22 games in Bakersfield and they've kept the Tyler Bensons and the Moreau you know Benson hasn't been up all year Al we're going to be watching that game tonight it's going to be a kicker between Pittsburgh and Wash uh, thanks a lot make sure your uh, ambient mic when you're down by the bench isn't uh, uh, isn't uh, too hot during some of the games okay because we wouldn't want to hear some of the stuff that actually gets set out there yeah, it's funny. The fans all love it. It's usually the ones that don't listen to the game that hear some of the, the secondary market. Ah, oh, the ice. But there it, you it, go. I love being down between the benches and love hear the players going at it. So all right. there's a lot of it tonight and a lot of a lot of hate filled in this game and another great hockey game between the Pens and the Caps. Thanks for the insight on Ross Mahoney, Al. Yep. Take care, guys. You see it. That's Al May. Played about 400 games in the NHL. And he did that the hard way. Punched above his weight class to have that sort of career. 123 in Edmonton will step out. I uh, will tell you, you can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line. Over 10 million in new and pre-owned inventory. They're one of the largest Ford dealers in Alberta. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford. We're on Twitter at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stafford, Brendan at Brendan Escott. And guests on our show receive gift cards to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Japanese. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Village, Edmonton South, uh, North Side, Downtown, and now in Sherwood Park. This is Oilers Now. 
Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. It's 127 in Edmonton. Let's get to some Heartland Ford text. Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan. This text comes to us from Short Fat Pat. Bob, I'm 48. I miss old school hockey language and blood. I can't stand the pillow soft people of today. I can't imagine what it's going to be like in 20 years from now. Uh, another text comes in out of Vagerville. Bob, society is uh, bleeping sensitive nowadays, and I don't like it. My generation is softer than pudding. <laughs> Again, you can text us at 630, 6.30. Uh, this text out of Edmonton. Bob, it's 2019. Uh, the homophobic slur referred... Okay, first of all, it was not a homophobic slur. That's the point of this. Okay? Establish that. There was not one on the ice. One player dropped an, an F-bomb. And then another voice picked up an ambient mic with the term used to describe what they wanted Cedric Paquette to do with the puck. And that got construed as something. There's nothing that a player or an individual hates more than being blamed for something that he or she didn't do. And that's why I have empathy for the position that Morgan Riley was in here. And no, people shouldn't make homophobic slurs. You're right. They shouldn't. But when a guy gets accused of doing it when he didn't do it, right, that's the point. 128 at Edmonton. You can text us at 630, 630. Uh, we've already addressed this. Hey, Bob, any sense of uh, whether Max uh, Verano picks the Oilers? Uh, if, or, or what you say, what's the percentage? Well, the percentage is zero. He's not going to end up here. My guess is it's going to be Ottawa. You can text us at 630, 630. <laughs> no, Vermillion, I cannot read your text. Thank you very much. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, uh, we'll bring aboard Brent Sutter. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.